When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like her latest album, Swifties. Everyone calm down. <laughs> her latest album was great. The one that just won album of the year. Fire. I've got a couple of her songs downloaded on my phone. Crawfish. We're good now. Me and T Swift. The old stuff, a little too teeny bopperish for me. We'll see what the next album looks like now that Travis Kelsey's in her life, though, Ian. Because here's the problem with artists like that. Amber and Ian, by the way, presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle home and auto and save. Visit Progressive.com. The problem with some artists, especially artists that are such good songwriters like Taylor Swift is, is they're at their best when they have the heartbreak. Adele, for example. <laughs> you don't want Adele to be happy. I mean, I wish her the best in life, okay? Her, her and Rich Paul, they make a beautiful couple. The problem is <laughs> that she seems very happy. And what is that going to mean for her music? <laughs> because you are she's dark brokenhearted. Soul. I mean, she's my amazing. God, Magnum. <laughs> so Taylor Swift is going to have to dump Travis Kelsey just so she has something to write about, Ian. That's the problem. So what you're saying is that meme that came out with Kelsey right in Andy Reid's face when he damn near form tackled him for being, not being on the field when Pacheco fumbled, you know, inside the 10-yard line. And that uh, you have Kelsey's just red, fiery face right there in Andy Reid's. And it said, put me back in the game. If you don't and we lose, she's going to dump me and write a song about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what you're 100%. saying? Okay. 100%. Just, Any dude who dates sure. Taylor Swift has to know that they are in danger of becoming a song. Either way, they're becoming a song. Her next album is going to be, I would imagine, all even if it's all happy. And all lovebirds. Rachel, you're the expert on this subject. Chime in. Yes, we do have a new Taylor Swift album coming out later this year. It's called the Tortured Poets Society. Oh, sorry. Tortured but- Poets Department. So this would be during her relationship with Travis. So we could see how this all plays out album-wise. So you think it sounds she's like you two are trying to break these two up. I thought, the, the tor- oh, so I thought the because she did. Poets Department is all about Joe, uh, all yes, in because and yes. she even has a song on it. So long, London, which exactly. he is from London. That is all about that breakup, which they broke up early last Travis. year. That's mm-hmm. that is tortured. Poets department is going to be all about that and not about Travis. And it's going to be think. fire because she's upset. It's going to be so good. <laughs> We're all going to be able to relate to it. It's the next album after this tortured poets department. That we're in danger of it being a little too happy. I mean, to be fair, she, I would say she has good songs that are about being happy. Like, I still, probably still my favorite Taylor Swift song of all time is our song from way back on her first album. It was like her second ever single. That one's a good one. Um, Lover was a big hit and that was happy. Like, she, yeah, see, that's the stuff that's not for me. See, I like the. I like her music on this latest album. That's all revenge music. You know what I, I feel I like right now? Like Ian said, I have a dark soul, apparently. I'm, I, I'm here I, for the karma. With, with this conversation, which I have no clue what any of you were talking about, right now <laughs> I feel like I'm in that circle at a high school party and everyone's talking about something that I have no clue and I just got boxed out. 
that that's what well, it, that's what it like, feels we, like. We should, I have we no earthly I I have no clue what you all are talking about. I I might as well be in the middle of a conversation about astrophysics right now. With you three. You, you might know more about that, frankly, than you <laughs> know about 1989. <laughs> All right, let, let's let's get back to something Ian knows a little something about. 89 was a good year, deal. junior year high Big, school. That was a good year. That's the name of name one of her, name of one of her albums because that was the year she was born. Also the year that Travis Kelsey was born. Look at that. All right, I digress. Let's play some Big Deal, Not a Big Deal. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? my boyfriend all right tara is filling in for james tonight is it tara or rachel that's doing big deal not a big I'm, deal i probably should have asked you guys all right perfect tara hello hi i so ian <laughs> ian this is just for you we are getting so far back to your wheelhouse now the college football playoff hey! board of managers is expected to vote february 20th on a model that would include the five highest ranked conference champions and the next seven highest ranked teams in the 12 team playoff this fall big deal or not a big deal ian Hey, it's a big deal because it, it all it's all being held up because of the Pac-12. Pac-12 wants a full share, and it's just Oregon State and Washington State over the next couple of years, which they're going to get, but then they're trying to be included also in this future deal as, as a P5. Sorry, it's not going to happen. And if you, if you don't know what this, the 5 plus 7 uh, you know, is, the model, it is the five highest-ranked conference champions and then the next seven highest-ranked teams. It's simple. So it's almost like an NFL-type format where you win, your, you win your division, you're in the playoffs. You win your conference, you're in the playoffs. And then the next seven teams, which would be – the majority would be from the SEC and the Big Ten. And then they will get even more money because they get more of a playoff share. The more teams you have in, the more money it continues to roll into every institution. So this is coming up on Feb 20. Uh, they have a Zoom coming out later this week. They have given the Pac-12 a ton of time to f- try and sort out their legal issues. The Pac-12 is going to play, meaning Oregon State and Washington State, the Pac-2, are going to play a bunch of Mountain West teams, I think six each, uh, and kind of merge eventually. But in the short term, the 5-plus-7 format is easy with or without the Pac-2. Let's move on. Let's get this thing done. Let's go play football. He doesn't know anything about Taylor Swift music, but he certainly knows about college football. It's a big deal for all the reasons that Ian just said. Tara? You kill me. Hassan Reddick said Tuesday that he never requested to be traded by the Philadelphia Eagles. Days after a source confirmed to ESPN that the team granted the edge rusher permission to, speak, to seek a trade. Quote, unquote, never asked for a trade. Reddick posted on X. He is scheduled to enter the final season of a three-year contract this upcoming season. Is it big deal or not a big deal, Amber? I don't. I guess it's not a big deal. He says, "I never asked for a trade." However, I do understand it's a business preparing for whatever is next. So that's the right attitude to take. I, is he playing semantics here? I wonder. Where it's like, well, I didn't ask for a trade because it was my agent who asked for the trade. Who knows? He's 29 years old. He's scheduled to enter the final season of a three-year, 45 million dollar free agent contract. Uh, he signed it in the 2022 off season. 
he outperformed the deal. Oh, yeah. He's going to be somebody who obviously is valued around the National Football League. But, the, you know, we're seeing it with Philadelphia. Like, this is this is a team that needs to make changes, Ian. And there's going to be, I think, several of these stories coming out. Yeah, I think it's a big deal because he's still playing at a high level. I mean, three straight years of double-digit sacks, including last season. So, uh, you want that dude still on your team. He can still play. I wouldn't sign him to some four-year type contract. But, you know, if you, you right. get him with – two with an option for a third at the age of 29 because he's still playing at a very high level. Yeah, I think it's a big deal because you want him back in Philly if you're an Eagles fan. Veteran baseball broadcaster Jenny Kavnar is the new primary play-by-play announcer for the Oakland A's hired by NBC Sports California. Kavner, who is set to be the voice for most A's games during the upcoming season, becomes the first woman in Major League history to handle primary play-by-play duties. She's called Colorado Rockies games the past 12 years as a backup play-by-play announcer while also hosting a pregame and postgame show and regional coverage. Now, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, this is a big deal. But I, yes, I, I, I'm going to get obviously. your thoughts on I, I, Hold on, hold on. I you completely disagree. I dare. No, I de- dare Ian Fitzsimmons to – yeah, I dare you to say it's not a big deal. Go ahead, Ian. I disagree. I think it's a massive deal. I mean, uh, it, it's uh, over the yourself. top. Absolutely. No, it's not saving at all. I'm, I'm a dad girl. I mean, I got, t- I got two, two athletes that are, uh, for daughters. I mean, hell yeah. This is one of those things that impacts so many people that are looking to chase a dream. Like my youngest daughter, Marion's a softball pitcher. All of a sudden, you're going to see a play-by-play voice that someone that looks like her. Yeah, that's not a big deal. That's that's enormous. This is fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I love it, every, every bit of it. Obviously, it's a job, huge Ace. deal. I've never understood what good job is. Wow, that's not something that we say often. I know, uh, I've right? never understood why there aren't more women in play-by-play positions. I mean, it's it's compl- it's. It's completely asinine, this idea that only men could do play-by-play. Play-by-play announcers aren't normally even former athletes themselves. Color commentators, fine, we can have a different conversation about because a lot of those guys played the sport, right? Even though we've seen, obviously, some women do that now from softball. But with play-by-play, it's made 0.0 sense that women couldn't do play-by-play at all the sports just as well as men because most of them have never actually played the sport either, shockingly enough to America out there. By the way, there is definitely some dude, a little misogyny, uh, driving around right now. He's like, this is what happened with the Taylor Swift conversation. He's like, this is what happens when women take over sports radio. (laughs) Because you have me, you have our two female producers tonight. It's like, Taylor Swift, (laughs) this is what happens (laughs) when the women are in control. Hey, that guy, did you have a problem when they were showing Eminem at all the Detroit Lion games? What's the damn difference? Oh, that guy doesn't have a problem there. He just has has a problem when we go a full Taylor Swift talk. Here on ESPN Radio. Vigilante Bleep. That is my favorite Taylor Swift song. I can't even say the song, Ian. That's how edgy she is now. I can't even say it on ESPN Radio. That's how good this last album was. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, is 49ers wide receiver Brandon Ayuk's recent social media activity a big deal? That is next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers, though, because not a good night for them Sunday night as they lost Super Bowl 58, and they are only beginning to sift through the fallout from losing the Super Bowl. The situation with receiver Brandon Ayuk might not help. He took to Instagram. On his Instagram story, Ian, he posted a very cryptic message. He wrote, don't forget what got you there with the little eyeball looking emoji. Now, don't forget what got you there could mean a whole lot of different things. That one's a bit hard to parse through. But then Brandon Ayuk's girlfriend, Rochelle, She posted as well on Instagram that this might have been the last day that we touched foot on Levi Stadium, me and Braylon, who is their son, because we might not be out here next season. Okay, so she's commenting on the fact that maybe Brandon Ayuk doesn't end up back with the San Francisco 49ers. Then there's more. Apparently, Brandon Ayuk's brother's best friend on his Instagram story. This is a deep dive, by the way. Brother's. Best friend. Brother's best friend. Ayuk's not the brother. But we're best, going, not the uh, brother. Okay. No, no, no. We Just have now hunted sure down the brother's along. friends. And one of the brother's friends posted on his Instagram story, this is the exact reason why we leave in San Francisco. With we? the same eyeball emojis. Yeah, apparently. We. They're all on board. Okay. Thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. We are forever grateful. And then it says, BA to Vegas with a Raiders flag. Why does your all pro another story, by the way, keep up with me. Another IG story. Why does your all pro 1300 yard fever have three catches in the Super Bowl? So there you go. The brother's friend goes directly, directly after the touches, which I'm assuming was Brandon Ayuk's issue with his original Instagram cryptic post. Unpack okay. it all for me, Ian Fitzsimmons. You are our Instagram uh, uh, expert. Uh, you've got my head spinning right now with the brother's <laughs> best friend's dog getting a hold of a, a phone. I mean, what, what in the hell? Uh, look, in the may, game, may, he was he was targeted six uh, times. Go ahead. Three catches, yeah. forty-nine yards. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, right? I mean, I, I think that's I think that's right. Or right right around there. My first thing is, all right, make a play. Get open. Now, that's easier said than done against that Kansas City defense, right, because they got some relentless, nasty, smart ball hawkers on that side of the ball. But to have your girlfriend and then your brother's best friend's cousin sending all these things out, I mean, it, what, what, where is the positive in that? That's my question. You want to negotiate? You, you, your agent calls John Lynch and goes, hey, we got a problem. Or Ayuk, be a man and walk into Kyle Shanahan's office and go, what the hell happened? Why didn't I, why, why didn't I get more than six targets? You know, I mean, get, maybe it has something also to do with that Kansas City Chiefs defense, which thank is an you. excellent defense. I feel like that's lost in this whole thing. It can't be just get that guy the ball. It has to be 
Is that guy open to get him the ball? Is it that easy? Do we have time to get him the ball? Brandon Ayuk, he is San Francisco's 49ers wide receiver, at least for now. He's the 49ers wide receiver. He was asked a question about his future in San Francisco. So listen to Ayuk himself. Brandon, there's been some stuff on social media. Is, is there a certain message that you want to get out there as you kind of enter this offseason and there might be contract talks? A certain message, no. Is your hope to remain with the 49ers moving forward? If that's the right move, yeah. What would that right move look like for you? Being a champion. What? Okay. Uh, being, well, you're not a champion right now, Brandon, but uh, if that's the right move. John Lynch, he is the San Francisco 49ers general manager, and he was also asked about the future of Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, you have to prioritize all these things. You know, Brandon's entering his fifth-year option. Uh, Brandon's been a fantastic player for us. Uh, you know, Kyle calls him a warrior all the time because of the way he goes out and competes, and I – and that shines through any anybody who, whether you're a trained eye or whether you're a fan, you can see the passion he plays with. You can see the production that he's had. Uh, we're extremely prideful in what he's become, and, and he should be as well. And so, you know, your team is comprised of guys, you know, veterans who've been paid very well, of guys who want to play, be played very well. We got one guy on our team who you know, pretty prominent who can't be played very, you know, real well right now because the, the CBA doesn't allow. So it's all one big puzzle. Uh, we've developed a good cadence over the years, Kyle and I, where he focuses on the season. We, we do all the planning and then we present things to him and we work through it. And that's what we'll continue, continue to do. But of course, we, you want a guy like Brandon Ayuk to be a part of you going forward. Brandon, well, if John's you think the grass thinking, is by the greener. way, John, Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, John, John's thinking his lucky star is there that that other guy that he referenced can't be played, paid right now under the CBA, obviously referencing Brock. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, look, 75 catches for over 1,300 yards, as you referenced. I mean, averaged 18 yards a catch, seven touchdowns. It's not like they weren't utilizing him. Now, in the postseason, uh, you know, n- not nearly as much. I think he had, what, 150 yards total in the postseason, one touchdown. Go make plays. You you think you think life's going to be better somewhere else than what you have right now in San Fran, where you have a quarterback to complete seventy percent of his passes, and you're you're continuing every year to contend for titles. Good luck finding a better spot, buddy. Yeah, if he wants a championship, he's in a pretty decent place to try to win one. Now, obviously, a lot of this comes down to money as well. Ayuk only had nine receptions spread equally across San Francisco's three playoff games. So something did seem to happen there in the postseason. Coming up next, it is a great time to be a Texas Tech Red Raider. That is next here on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. 
With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It happened again last night for the 35th time this season and the third time in a three-day span. Another team ranked in the top 10 of the AP Top 25 lost to an unranked opponent on the road. Let's bring in the man responsible for that upset, Texas Tech men's basketball head coach Grant McCaslin joining us. Coach, thanks so much for your time. You heard me mention there this trend in college basketball this season. What do you make of this trend? What do you attribute it to? Well, you know, the biggest thing in college basketball is, you know, the road home discrepancy feels like, you know, it's big alone but then you add the experience like let's take our team for example I mean we've got guys that have been playing college basketball for four seasons and when you add that kind of experience you know in addition to the road home discrepancy of just home court advantages you know a lot of teams are older and you're they're not as you know, swayed by the difficulty of, of who you're playing against. I mean, just take our team, Joe Toussaint, a guy that's played college basketball for four seasons, and this being his fifth, I mean, he just doesn't get rattled. He's a competitor, knows how to win, and seen everything there is to see. So I just think across college basketball, a lot of these teams um, that are getting beat are getting beat by some experienced teams. You know, and Coach Mag, Amber and I were talking about this last night as we were previewing your game. Uh, you guys should be ranked. I mean, you're, you're one game back in the loss column in the toughest conference for the for the conference lead in the toughest conference in college basketball. So, uh, having said that, I mean, can you take everybody behind the scenes and what it's like night in, night out, going in, uh, and playing in the, the Big 12 where it feels like damn near the entire conference should be ranked? Yeah, I mean, it would, you you just don't you don't concern yourself with those things because you know those things don't win you, those those rankings don't win you any games and I, I and I don't say that trying to be goofy I just mean it I mean like in our league in everybody's league I mean I was in Conference USA and in our league last year we had North Texas was we won the NIT but we played UAB in the championship game and Florida Atlantic beat Kansas State and and it was one of the best teams coached by one of my great friends, Jerome Tang. And, you know, they beat them to go to the final four FAU did. So, I mean, like I felt that about that league. I mean, I'll tell you the one thing about this league that you just feel the squeeze on. And there were great teams in conference USA, but there was some teams that you felt like on a given night that you, you could go into the game and maybe not play your best and still win. This league doesn't have that. I mean, just from top to bottom, I mean, when we looked at, to, to try to prepare for a game and take like the Cincinnati loss we had at home, I mean, they're one of the top defenses in the country, not, not in our league. And so you just feel the squeeze of 
every possession on every night in every game. And that, I think it takes its toll on your team mentally and physically. And that's where the biggest, you know, take Kansas for last night. They didn't have, they weren't full strength, but man, playing on the road, they just got through playing in a big home game where they played great, even though they were shorthanded and then have to hop on a plane and play our team, which right now has the best offense in the big 12, but it's just, it's difficult, and to prepare the, for that in one day plus travel, I mean, it really puts you behind. So our league just mentally, I think, more than anything, takes its, takes its wear on you because of who you have to face night in and night out. Texas Tech men's basketball head coach Grant McCaslin joining us here on Amber and Ian. Coach, you guys came out swinging on your way to that 29-point route of Kansas. You never let up. How important was that to the game plan, the overall strategy, to come out with your foot on the gas pedal right away? Yeah, especially with the home court advantage that we have. And I don't know if you've seen many games live in the United mm. Supermarkets Arena, but it is something. I mean, you have it. You need to fly to love it and hang out with us or drive, whatever you got to do, because it is unbelievable. And when you can make baskets early in the game and create that, that momentum, and we did that. I mean, I think we maybe made seven or eight threes in the first half and just shared the ball well and felt like the roof was going to come off. And, you know, you can kind of, you know, sway the whole game. And I was concerned. I mean, there was a couple of times they cut it to nine in the first half. They cut it to 15 or 16 in the middle of the second half and just felt like if if we could ever really get one big run and I knew they would come for us, you know, and I, I was really thrilled with our guys defensively because that's where it feels like you can make the most separation. If you can, can – continue to get stops and what happened last night is we we did we had our best defensive performance we've had all year in the game that I felt like we needed it the most it was a defensive performance it was an offensive performance as well at one time uh, your team hit eight threes in a row I'd imagine you can't coach up a hot streak but when you're in a hot streak like that how do you kind of coach around it how does it change your game plan yeah I think the biggest thing for me was just keep guys sharing the ball because that's what got us the advantage. And when you let Kansas load up on you because of their size, they can, they can put you in some one-on-one situations that maybe you don't have an advantage, but if you can keep them behind where they were chasing, I felt like we could keep creating the advantages because everybody can shoot on our team. And that's kind of what happened. I mean, everybody made a three in that first half. And Darian Williams was the one guy that kind of kept his foot on the pedal throughout the entire game. All right, get into Darian Williams, Coach Mack, because this dude, folks, was literally perfect last night. 37 minutes, 12 of 12 from the floor, 4 for 4 from beyond the arc, 11 rebounds, perfect from the free throw line, 30 points. You ever seen something like that in all your years of, what, 20-plus years of coaching? No, I've never, I've never seen it. And his only turnover, he stepped out of bounds, but he scored on the play. Cut him. It's funny. I mean, it's, he didn't remember it. And he was like, we're going to have to go back and check the book. I don't remember turning the ball over. Well, I mean, it was funny. He just made it, made a great drive and made a great read, just stepped out on the sideline before he did it. But, no, he, I, tell, I was telling people, you know, he's been scoring at a good rate for us, and he's been really efficient as a basketball player. But last night, what was funny – was he made a couple threes to start the game, but they were assists. He didn't create his own shot to, to at the beginning, and he said that. He was like, man, my teammates make great passes, but 
what I will tell you is every time out he was talking about our defense. It, you know, I think that's that's what you want as a coach is in a game where a guy's talking about defense, he has his best offensive game. And I, that, I think that's how you do it. If you go out there thinking, i got to have a great offensive night, you kind of squeeze that ball too much. But when you're playing the game just to win and you're playing it in a flow, which is what he was doing, like everything was in rhythm. Everything was – not being forced he really let the game come to him and that's what you want it that's what you want it to be like and he did it all the way through the game I mean he had a great first half but he had just as an efficient uh second half so really awesome to see him have that success but in every time out talk about defense all the time boy as a coach that's got to just make you just feel like a proud dad I mean that's beyond impressive and and, and, and again a historic performance by Darian Williams literally perfect from the floor in a 30-point night Patrick Mahomes proud Texas Tech Red Raider another Super Bowl MVP another Super Bowl title what does that dude mean not just to we all we all know what he means to the other coach Mac Joey Mac right and the football side but how much does that bleed over to your world also and just him being a Texas Tech Red Raider? Well, well let's, uh, he's, he was a hooper. I mean, he played basketball in high school. And when you talk to our former players, the Norrence Odiases, the Jarrett Culver, like those guys that were around here when he was supporting and we were making that run of playing in the Final Four and he was at the Final Four and – you know, he's been to home games here. I mean, like, literally, they just say he's a Red Raider. You know, I mean, like, some people, I think, have a what's next mentality and move on and don't necessarily have the interaction and investment that they have. But, I mean, he was pivotal in this whole Adidas move that's going to happen this next fall for our for our university. And I'm not joking in this. Like, I genuinely believe his – passion and the way he's given back has really been I think a catalyst for our whole whole basketball program just having another edge to it where people love and believe in what we're doing in West Texas and uh, I mean I can't tell you how big it is not just to have a guy that's that successful but that cares about people the way he does everybody just says he's genuine like I mean he really does care and he really is just the same guy that they were here in school with. So that's cool. I mean, not a lot of people are like that. People get to that level of success and they just move on to what's next. But he's one of those guys that's been about the Red Raiders and really awesome to be able to witness and super appreciative of his, his, uh, his love and passion. Yeah, Texas Tech's got a good one in that alumni for sure. Grant McCaslin, head coach of Texas Tech basketball, joining us here on Amber and Ian. Before I get you out of here, Coach, I've got to ask you about Bill Self's ejection last night, the first time he's gotten ejected as the head coach of Kansas. First of all, are you going to going to admit to us that that's a feather in your cap? But second of all, when emotions are running high, how do you kind of keep your staff and your players with making sure calm, calmer heads prevail? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, you know, look at our league. Coach Drew got ejected. Then uh, Coach Sampson got ejected. And I think the commissioner was at the one, or the Big 12 commissioner, Brett, was at the the one in Waco. And, and then he was obviously there last night, so he's probably the common denominator. I'll just make sure when we're playing on the road. <laughs> that I'm not, I'm not where he's at, but um, 
But no, there's no feather in that. You know that. Bill Self's a Hall of Famer. I've been in this league as a player. I've been in this league as a as an assistant. And he was our scout. I mean, he, the guy knows how to win games at the highest level. And, you know, our team, I thought, physically did a great job with the game plan. It's hard to officiate college basketball. Um, and, you know, when you're in these games, you really do just try to focus on what your team's doing. And, and I don't even try to focus on what the officials are doing. I think I do my best, and we do our best when we're focusing on what we need to do better. Um, and, you know, I don't think when you watch it, I don't think he had, like, the intention of getting tossed. It didn't look like it. I mean, he walked out there. But, you know, that when you get in these kind of games, I think everybody's feeling some tension right now because it's kind of a point of emphasis that everybody stay in the box. And maybe it hasn't been the same point of emphasis historically and uh you know part of the game but now we're just thankful we found a way to win the game and try to leave all that other stuff up to other people to talk about and boy did you find a way to win texas tech beat number six kansas 79 to 50 last night the man most responsible for that head coach of texas tech grant mccaslin thanks so much for your time coach love being with y'all wreck them is that a thing like do we wish do we Hell wish yes. you a happy fat happy tuesday Mardi Gras, baby Absolutely. Trombone Shorty Can't bringing wait. us back on Fat Tuesday. I like it's it. It's time to break out your beads, get your last bites of king cake. Uh, oh, all right, you just brought up king cake. With Amber Wilson, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio. It is happy Mardi Gras, happy Fat Tuesday. Uh, Lent starts tomorrow if you're an Irish Catholic like myself or, or a, a certain religious persuasion. Uh, we'll touch on that coming up in a moment. I haven't figured out what I'm going to give up yet. But. You brought up king cake, and I'm glad you did because you, you just reminded me of something. So my my oldest daughter, Rowan, just turned 18, so we had her Sprinkles birthday cake, and then we do, do two king cakes every year, one that arrives for today and then one that is, you know, last week for Bacchus and Demi and, you know, the big weekend of Mardi Gras. We are at our sugar high right now. We, we can't handle any more sugar in this house. But if when you get – Whoever gets the baby in the king cake, you got to either throw the next party or you got to buy the next king cake. Well, I'm looking at this empty box in my kitchen as I just went out during the break. Uh, Amber does the, the show from her studio at her home in Florida. I do it from my house in Dallas, Texas. And I went out and I'm like, well, who got the baby? Where's the baby? Who got it? This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
So there's always a plastic baby inside a king cake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. I've ever had king cake, to be honest with you. Oh, it's a, it's a slice of heaven. But anyway, so it, I look around and I'm like, well, who got the king cake? Now, Rowan got it last weekend when she had her little senior birthday party. But this kid, Cole Carpio, one of her friends, shows up, grabs a slice of king cake, leaves, got the baby. Cole, if you're listening right now because he listens every night, hey, jerky boy. You owe us a king cake next year. You got the baby. You got to pay up. That's ain't, we're not freeloading around here. So, yeah, hey, Cole, you, you owe us a king cake, coach. Capiche? Got it? Good. Now, to, to – look, yeah. I now that we're taking care of that business. I can't believe that you didn't know about Do better, king cakes and, and, and that tradition. I mean, king, ca- no. king cakes is just a Louisiana thing. I mean, it's just a New Orleans thing. Like that's not that's really? not common knowledge. Even there's probably a lot of people listening to us that don't even understand what Mardi Gras is. Mardi Gras stands for Fat, tu- fat Tuesday, right? I just learned that by the way, yeah. googling. I never yep. knew what today Mardi is Gras fat stood Tuesday. for. So Mardi, today is Mardi Fat Gras Tuesday. Mardi Gras is a big a celebration, right? So of just debauchery, and it's before. But I, I, I thought I always thought it was the big celebration before you go into Lent. Correct. So t- okay. Lent starts tomorrow. Ash Wednesday's tomorrow, and then you have to give up something you love. Sports-related, I, I, uh, this one's easy for me. I, I, I'm giving up my Columbus Blue Jackets for 40 days. I'm not watching a what, game. What does that mean? I'm not checking a box score because I love them, but this is an easy breakup for me for 40 days, right? Uh, if I could give up one thing for Lent in, in my sports world, Tara was like, give up wagering. Hell no, not happening. <laughs> but – I'm going to give up my, I'll give up my CBJ, but you also have to give up something that you truly go day to day with. Right. And I haven't figured that out that yet this year and years past I've given up drinking. Uh, when I was younger, I gave up dipping, which led to me forget dipping, quitting dipping forever. That was probably the best one I ever did. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, that was the hardest thing. Quitting drinking is, it was easy. Quitting smoking was easy. Dipping. Dipping, so gross. What it's do you see? What do you see me do during a show? Thing. I chew gum, and what do I still do? Yeah, I, you you act like you're, I always think you're still dipping, even though you're not, <laughs> because of the way in which you chew gum. So that is a tradition you didn't know about. That one Mardi Gras on the king cake, and two, you have to give something up for Lent that you truly love. And I haven't figured out what I'm giving up yet. I have till tomorrow morning. I have no baseball players. Idea. Baseball players, you're hot. Stop dipping. <laughs> It's not <laughs> totally ruins it. It's disgusting to me. Uh, if I, I'm not, I'm not Catholic, so I've never had to give up anything for Lent. If I, as I understand it then though, cause you guys were explaining it to me. So it's something that you have to give up. That's, that's hard for you to give up. That's common Correct. in your life though, because Correct. you're making more room for God and it doesn't make sense unless it's something that you're doing often. And so I'm thinking, well, what would that be for me? I mean, it would have to be something like, ugh, drinking coffee but that i mean okay, that so, might kill me so right. i i think i wouldn't do i coffee. did that what once I, would do, I did that I once amber i lasted three days yeah i don't i feel like that's setting myself Tapped up out. for failure and i, I don't feel like uh, maybe if you know if i was catholic i don't know if god would appreciate that so maybe just the creamer in my coffee because i hate black coffee as much as i love coffee so i if i give up creamer in my coffee that would be a big a, a big ask for me. That would be a big sacrifice. You can me. also, I was I was taught, add something, like an act of service or something good that you feel like you should do, but maybe you don't. And you can you can give that My a mom try. never told us that part. 
I feel like that's, that's, a I feel like that's something that Rachel. I've never heard that. That's a lot easier. That, I feel that's like what Rachel's I was family's taught. making stuff up. No, no, no. This came from the very devout Catholic grandmother. Oh, all right. Pre-Vatican II, right there. Yes. Yeah, so she said when I couldn't think of something when I was little, she's like, "You can add something, something good that you try to do more and more throughout Lent." Hmm. Work out. Add there you go. Every day. <laughs> I do work out. I do work me. out for me, and and giving up working out would be. You know, uh, impossible. No, thank you. But I'm telling you right now. I, like, it, I could give up running, and that wouldn't be a sacrifice for me. There is <laughs> so no way no way in hell I will ever try giving up coffee again. Because you know who suffered from that? It wasn't me. It was my wife and kids. So uh, that, that ain't, that's never happening again. I mean, that, that's one thing I that can't I, do it. I enjoy so much sitting my fat, bloated butt on the couch watching SportsCenter with a cup of coffee and it's a Belvita. I just want to add – so I gave up coffee for like a month, a couple months ago. But the key is I didn't give up caffeine. Like everybody says about like, oh, you give up. But like I still, I just replaced coffee with different forms of caffeine. Tara, I can't do that. Well, that's cheating. But I, well, <laughs> I, mean, but like, I gave up coffee. <laughs> I've done the opposite. Yeah, but then you just found another source. I feel like I've, I, so I did that's the opposite cheating. strategy where I have at times, like including now, where I'll limit myself to a cup of coffee a day. But then I love coffee so much that then I'll drink decaf. So I actually will give up the caffeine. I'm more okay giving up the caffeine than the coffee itself. So Commu- I'll drink decaf. Com- I just I like I think it's a ritual for me. I like the whole thing. Community or CDM coffee, that chicory in it. I mean, I, that'll get you moving in the morning in more ways than one. Trust me. And oh, okay. uh, yeah, but that that All is right. uh yeah that 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 that's a <laughs> must have. That's a Louisiana also community and CDM coffee. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody! And if you get the baby and the king cake, pay your debts. Apparently, you have to buy another king cake. Um, I just learned. My mom used to. My mom was British. She would wake me up every single morning. Uh, when I was in high school and middle school with a cup of tea. So I always, I grew up drinking tea in the mornings. That was long before coffee got introduced in my life. If I was giving up coffee, I think I could go back to tea, to English tea. But that's really the only way.